for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to David Lombardi, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for the Athletic, about the quarterback situation and the coaching situation with the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan making the statement on Monday that Jimmy Garoppolo would remain the starting quarterback, health permitting, this Sunday against the Chicago Bears after coming off the worst game he's played all season long. Though a couple of different breaks this year, maybe one against Seattle, maybe one against Green Bay, the 49ers could have flipped their record. They could be looking at 4-2. and two. Instead, it'll be an uphill battle for the rest of 2021. All things we can talk about with David Lombardi, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, October 27th. Always great when we can welcome David Lombardi to the podcast. He, of course, covers the San Francisco 49ers for The Athletic. Like we talked throughout the offseason, we talked throughout the preseason, getting into the start of this year. Obviously, these are storylines that we anticipated, the Jimmy G and the Trey Lance back and forth, the quarterback controversy. Is it more entertaining to cover teams like this? I mean, the 49ers have not played good football, but there are storylines surrounding this team, man. What's going on, and, uh, and how has your experience been with this 2-4 and four team so far? Nah, it, it's never entertaining to cover a team like this when you don't have access to the locker room, because you're just sitting there guessing. I think these press conferences are just torture. Right now, Kyle Shanahan just has no energy at these pressers and you have to wear your mask and, and the thing. And so, so so you can't hear what anybody else is asking and you're just literally sitting there straining, like bending your 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 neck and, and straining your ear just to hear what Shanahan's mumbling at the press conference. It's the <laughs> it's one of the most annoying things ever with how God, I mean, he used to be such an enjoyable presser. Uh he, you would sit there and he would talk fast, yeah, and you know, he would talk kind of sporadically a little bit, so it'd be hard to transcribe and everything, but he would be informative and there would be a good en- energy and this season, especially after they started losing, he comes in there, looks straight down, and just mumbles. I mean, it's it's really, really, really hard to cover this team because you don't have that locker room access. You're reliant on what he's saying at the podium, and the energy level is just, just so low. And I was saying this on Twitter yesterday. We're human beings. I don't think there's any way that you can have the energy in one room and then fully shut it off in the next room. So I think if this is the way that Shanahan is at press conferences, there's no way that his energy level isn't compromised in the locker room with the team. I think there is at least some correlation between those two venues. So 49ers need a jolt of energy. You know, I think when you look at the problems with this team, it seems to be a different one every game, right? You have the Philly game and the Green Bay game where the offense started slow. They completely fixed that. The offense starts fast. But then you have other issues downstream with the offense. Uh, You have defensive pass interference being a huge problem in most of these games, but not all of them, obviously. In some games, they've covered decently well. And then you have different penalties hurting the team throughout. So that is a telltale sign of mediocrity, right? When problems are just moving targets that you can never quite get to. But... I will die on this hill. This is still a really talented roster. You can't tell me otherwise. You look at this roster, I think it's objectively still a good roster, which leads me to the conclusion that the team is underperforming. And when the team is underperforming throughout multiple different problems that are changing every single week, then you need a blanket solution. You know, the only blanket solution is an injection of energy, a jolt of energy. I pinpoint that, and I guess you can't really pinpoint it since it's such a generic thing, but the one 
thing that I'm gathering is that the team is in this malaise that starts from the top down. And that's all I can see at these press conferences. If they want to open up the locker room for me, fine. You know, maybe I could do a, a better job pinpointing it. But I'm just noticing this this kind of lack of verve. And I, I think it's reflected in the play on the field where the team is just not stomping out opposition when it should be. You don't get out to a 9 nothing lead if you don't have talent, right? I mean, they, they, they got out to that two-possession lead, but they're not stepping on the opposition's throat. And Shanahan's demeanor certainly isn't isn't reflective of a team that is primed to do that either. So I think they need that jolt of energy moving forward. Wow, really good observation, interesting observation on the energy based on what we're seeing from Kyle after these press conferences. Because you're right, it's it's one thing to lose a game and be bummed out about it, but it's another to sort of carry that energy and that demeanor throughout the game and then to admit to the media that you never really got into a rhythm with your play calling and then you hear afterwards Darius Leonard says, yeah, they were really fooling us with that misdirection early and then you went away from it and so there are questions to be asked. There's obviously the, the questionable challenge play where he said maybe his headset was out. So you're right, it's tough to pinpoint, especially because you're not in the locker room, you're not talking to all these guys. I think it would be a fair statement to say this is the low point in his tenure as head coach of the 49ers because even when they lost nine in a row a few years ago when he got here, they were still rebuilding this thing. This was supposed to be the retool, the revamp. You know, in other sports, you can sign a guy or make a trade and he could be a jolt for that locker room or for that offense like you were just talking about. Is the thought that the maybe the only way to get that jolt or, or that energy boost that you're talking about is to at some point insert a healthy Trey Lance into the lineup to stay? Here's the thing. I would say the previous low point, and it was a different type of low point, as you point out, was when they dropped to 0-8 at Philadelphia in 2017. But even through that losing streak, as you also said, there was still that energy because you understood that, that this is a team that was going to lose a lot in 2017. But at the end of the day, you can't lose too much. It doesn't matter what you expect. It's going to wear on you after a while. And I thought when they dropped to 0-8 on that rainy day, in Philadelphia, when Joe Staley broke his orbital bone, when they were about to play a tight end at right tackle, I thought that that was the low point. I still remember sitting in that press conference room in Philadelphia, and I still do remember that Shanahan was definitely a lot gloomier than he normally was back in those days. Maybe it was something that was reflective of today. What happened right after that was significant because it gave the 49ers a jolt of energy. On the flight home from Philadelphia, my flight home, not the team's flight home, the 49ers traded for somebody. His name is Jimmy Garoppolo. And th that completely changed everything about how people thought of that 2017 season. They lost a couple more games right after that, right? They lost to Arizona. I think then they beat the New York Giants. Garoppolo wasn't playing yet in these games. They obviously lost to Seattle, where he played in the final three or four plays. But all of a sudden, nobody was focusing on the losing, right? Everybody was focused on when is Garoppolo going to play? How can he turn this around? And then he actually came in and delivered those five straight wins. And that season ended up, you felt like the 49ers won the division by the end of the season, right? That that was like the mood that was coming out of the building. So it was amazing how one jolt of energy made a terrible team good at the end of the year. I mean, even the defense started playing better. The offensive line started playing better, even, even though they lost one of their best guys in Trent Brown. He wasn't playing those final four games. So yes, the 49ers can get that jolt of energy from Trey Lance, but there's a difference between now and 2017. And the difference is that, that Trey Lance isn't a you know relatively polished NFL passer like Jimmy Garoppolo was back then. And you're trying to care for Trey Lance as well. The problem right now is that if you throw Trey Lance out there like the 49ers had to against Arizona and you call the plays that give you the best chance to win 
considering where Trey Lance right now is in his development, he's going to be running about 15 to 20 times per game. He ran 16 times against Arizona, and he has a partially torn knee as a result right now. Everybody says sprain. Well, you know what sprain means? It means a partial tear of a ligament. I mean, sprain is a euphemism, I think, for what's going on. That's a serious injury. I don't care if he's only out for two or three weeks. The 49ers probably dodged a little bit of a bullet there. I mean, this is a guy you invested so much in. He's got to be able to go out there and execute a, you know, a winning game plan from the pocket before you willingly give him full-time duty. So I think that's why the 49ers are trying to run this balancing act because you can't afford to get Trey Lance hurt again, right? But you want that energy that he can give you. So Shanahan went out and said it again on Monday. If Trey is healthy enough, I expect him to get a few plays. It might not happen this week, though, because I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough. But I would expect his role to grow, and I would expect the 49ers to try to harness some of that athleticism and turn it into energy for this team because the last time they did this back in 2017 with with a new talent at quarterback, it sure worked out well for them. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Well, it sounds to me, and this was part of his statement, Kyle Shanahan's statements on Monday, uh, was that he said, you don't just run guys out there to get them work or to get them acclimated to the NFL in talking about Trey Lance. He said, that's something you do at the end of a season, maybe when you're out of it, when the the games and the moments don't matter as much. Sounds to me like then if Trey Lance is to become the starting quarterback at some point this year, all health permitting, that would be some sort of resignation for the season that the the best way to get some value out of 2021 is to build for 2022 with Trey Lance. Was that your understanding of those statements? Right now, I mean, everybody's focused on the most recent data point where the 49ers were just horrific all around, right? But that was in a monsoon against the Colts. If you look at the efficiency, I mean, there's still a huge gap between Garoppolo and, and what Trey Lance delivered in those in those six quarters when, you know, each guy just has his own thing under center. The it, Garoppolo still gives the 49ers the best chance to win, no matter how, you know, people emotionally want to spin this. The numbers are, are stark. The difference there is stark. And Shanahan is playing this on a week-by-week basis, right? He, he wants to make sure that the 49ers, while they're still in contention, and they still are, you know, it, it might seem like the sky is falling. It literally was falling with water the other day against Indianapolis. <laughs> but while this is going on on a week-by-week basis, he's going to start the quarterback who he thinks is going to be more efficient. Now, that could change as the weeks progress because you would hope that they're doing work with Trey Lance at practice on his footwork, on his pocket techniques, on you know virtual reality to be able to see defenses. And maybe at some point that tipping point will come this season. I don't think the 49ers expect it to. I think that's why they kept Garoppolo around. They obviously want a lot better play from Garoppolo than they got against the Colts on Sunday. But the overarching plan to me, I don't think the 49ers are planning on dropping out of contention anytime soon. I do think they believe they're going to scrap their way back up to 500 here. It's going to be really tough. I don't know if I believe them, but this is what they think. If they do that, then I think their plan remains what it was during the preseason. And I think this is the biggest issue. I think Shanahan deviated from that plan and left them exposed. But the plan was to play both of these guys. Garoppolo, Lions share, Lance growing load of, of, of play, and, and that would inject this lineup with energy. I think the fatal flaw so far of this season has been that Shanahan abandoned that plan early on and now he's paying for it because both of his quarterbacks are dealing with injuries. It could be a, a sloppy one again on Sunday in Chicago who, who have their own problems with a young quarterback in Justin Fields. So, hey, I really appreciate the time today, David. You do such a great job, man. Really good insight and, and a scope on all of the situation that's going down in Santa Clara. We'll catch up with you later, man. All right. Thank you.
Boy, going to be an uphill battle for the 49ers for the rest of 2021. I, I just, you know, I, I I can't see a situation where it's beneficial for the foreseeable future to continue playing Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll see. Maybe they do win this game on Sunday against Chicago, and then uh, you have to see Arizona again. Still get a couple of big division games later this season. We'll see if they can climb their way back into it. All in all, after being a 2-4 and four team, losing four straight games, still just a couple games out of the playoff picture in the NFC. Thank you to David, thank you to Brian, my producer, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We will talk about the Bears and the 49ers later this week on Friday and then next week. Maybe a little recap on what happens. Could have the end of the World Series coming up next week. Also, Golden State Warrior basketball this week and into next week. They do play Oklahoma City this weekend as well. All things we can talk about in the days and weeks ahead. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Friday.